think you are we're just trying to get to the truth but what you need to remember is that there's what people want to hear there's what people want to believe there's everything else then there's the truth there are just times in life when we feel lost it happens i just feel as if everything is upside down all i do is wait for something that'll never come that will come you make the lie I hate to break it to you, but there is no big lie. There is no system. The universe is indifferent. The big wheel keeps on turning On a simple line, day by day The earth spins on its axis One man struggle while another relaxes Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. Strong is strong. Um, yeah, strong is good. Strong is good. Strong is good. We're talking about animals this week, aren't we? Snakes and what did we have last time? Part two of Paul Hedman had a story about the lion and the sheep. Now this one is a story about a snake. And it's not the usual snake story. This is a new skin for the snake story. Yes. <laughs> the old snake story has shed its skin. We have a new snake story. Yes. It's a slippery one. <laughs> a friend of mine got chased by snakes once. Oh, come on. He said they chased him. Oh, come on. That's a story. I know, I know. <laughs> they chased him. <laughs> they were running after me. Snakes can chase you, surely. No. Well, that's what he been? said. He was running in the field and he had a big snake and all of its little snakes chasing after him. Really? Mm. What drugs was he on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're, we're doing a nature show this week. <laughs> I don't like old sneaky snake. He laughs too much, you see. When he goes wiggling through the grass, it tickles his underneath. You know, a lot of people get really serious when they get into this sort of stuff, and it's really unnecessary. That's part of the joke too. People like the message, but the world starts with but, yeah, B-U-T. So they hear the message and then but, and then they create the relevance to the quote-unquote other, yeah, the real world or whatever. And that's just another neutering technique of the mind, yeah, to me. It wants to deball the message. It does. And so this one I like. I'll use another analogy. Let's say there's a snake, and it, we're going to look at its molting of its skin, you know, when they drop their skin. We're going to look at it from two points of view. So the one point of view we're going to look at it is from the skin. Now, when the skin starts recognizing it's falling off the snake, it's a huge threat to it because it thinks it's the snake, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yes? Yes. So it's seeing this as an incredible threat, incredible threat, that Jesus, if I fall off, that's the end of me. From the other point of view of the snake, the snake is happy as hell 
when the skin falls off, yeah? Yeah. Much lighter, less coarse, feels easier, feels nice and clean. Hallelujah. That's what occurs with the message. Many people are hearing it from the skin's point of view. Yeah. yeah? So it's a huge threat because they're taking the skin to be the snake. So this represents the death to the snake to them. Uh, so there's a huge conflict. So like for me, I'll go to another city. They really like me the first day, but after two or three days, it's like, I better go. <laughs> it's like I'm going to get run out of town in a sense. So, because it's the exact same event, yeah? A message is being offered, but it's the viewpoint. So let's say it's inevitable that the viewpoint is going to be the skin that's going to receive the message, yeah? Yep. So then it's nice to be hanging around so you can keep repeating, repeating, and taking it the next step, and you're not that, yes? Yeah. What's receiving the message, you're also not that. Yeah? What thinks or feels it's receiving or hearing the message is also not that. I find that to be valuable with people. Yeah. yeah? And that's repetition. Yeah. Not repetition with the same message, but a sense of seeing how it's moving in them. Yeah? And maybe pointing out some of the obvious pitfalls that you've noticed. And then over the time, I've been working with people. And so maybe you can bring to light a tape that isn't being brought to light in their own little mechanism. Oh, the ragman draws circles Up and down the black I'd ask him what the matter was But I know that he don't talk Sit so patiently Waiting to find out what pass You have to pay to get out of Going through all these things twice Talking about pitfalls People often get hooked up on this idea That there is some kind of relief For the individual in all of this So can you explain the kind of thinking These people have and how what they're thinking is actually standing in the way. See, they're still waiting to get it because they're including themselves be, have to be there, yeah? In other words, they think it's going to be a happening to them, the them as a self. Mm -hmm. They don't see that it's that preoccupation causing the illusion of this truth's absence in them, yeah? Yes. Obviously, when the head and self hears this, it sees it as another advantage, yeah? They first get this message, and then, you know, they're in a relationship, and something happens, and then the girlfriend confronts them, and they go, well, there is no me. Mm. Nothing happened there. And the lady says, hey, fuck it. And, you know, it's not going to fly. Yes? Yep. It's the mind trying to take advantage of it. If there's a furthering of that interest, it can drop out of that. Yeah? And what happens is the mind itself will lose total interest in it because it can't find an advantage in it. Yeah? Because it's nothing. The head is always looking for something. If you stick with this for a while, you're going to have a deep realization there's nothing on offer. Yeah? Yeah. This is like the end of the line for getting something. Because you've finally been introduced to the idea of, quote-unquote, getting nothing. Yeah? And nothing is what you've been looking for all the time and all these somethings. Yeah? Mm. And has any something ever given you relief anyway? Well, they do give you relief here in time. Momentarily. Yeah, yes, of course. That's what keeps you going back. Yeah, because you hope that someday it's going to put you over the top. I find that the conditioned mind has a giant urge to be special. It really, really will hold out. 
for, for, for a long time mm. with the hopes that somehow... See, I'll give you this one. This one I like to use a lot with people. There's a movement of mind called here, there. Yes? Yeah. So let's say I'm here right now in my room, which I am. <laughs> and I look around and I'm reading a magazine. And in that magazine, there's a really nice layout on a, a beautiful couch. But everything's fine. I'm sitting in my room and I start reading this thing. I see this picture. And then I realize, hey, I don't have a couch here. So at that very moment, that moment that seemed to be totally acceptable becomes unacceptable. Because it's lacking something, yes? The damn couch. So now I start thinking about all the people I know who have couches, and I start getting mad at them. Why didn't they tell me how important it was to have a freaking couch? Then my mind starts entertaining the idea, you know, I'd probably conceive my first child on that couch if I had that couch. <laughs> it's great, this whole thing about the incredible need to have a couch and how unbearable it's been not to have one. So now the couch becomes a there, and the here becomes invalidated by the entertaining that there, yes? Yeah. The here now is invalidated. So at that moment, the mind is playing God, the here is not enough. <laughs> and there's going to be this mythical here, but you need to arrive at it, yeah, which is going to be called the there. So let's say, so now you're moving, moving, moving towards the there, you save enough money, and you buy the couch, and the couch gets delivered. And maybe for a few minutes, you get the great mental, you know, excitement. I got what I wanted. And then, very quickly, it turns into a here. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You realize, I need to get a lamp. <laughs> There's always going to be another there. So now, let's say in your life, your mind presents maybe 20 major theirs in your life. Thousands of them all day, but 20 major theirs. Mm -hmm. And you believe that that there is going to be the greatest here you've ever arrived at. <laughs> but in fact, what's happening is, in the pursuit of that there, you're really absent from the here that you want to be in. Yeah? yeah? You're using a mental symbol to actually invalidate the invitation that's offered right now. And if you look at it, the pursuit, you believe that that couch is going to bring you some sense of peace and joy, but what you're living under now is the absence of peace and joy because the peace and joy is based on that couch. Yeah? yeah. The mind is doing this constantly, the conditioned mind, all day. Living as a conditioned head, it's like a presence that is absent. Yes? Obviously. Yeah. When the recognition of that presence is that it's totally empty or absent, then you sense, let's say, another quote-unquote presence. That's that. Yeah? yeah. And yet... It, there was never any arrival because there was never any departure. There was never any going to because you never left. You don't have it, so you can't lose it, yes? Most so, people find they have something and it's always entertaining the loss of it. Yeah, that's it. Listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. 
And so by thinking that it's going to happen, you know, a week from now or, you know... A second from now, a nanosecond. Yes, yes, or that it happened once and now you've lost it. It's sort of taken How many people in that subculture of Advaita have a sense that they had it and they've lost it? Oh, I've heard so many stories. Exactly. See, what's strange is Advaita won't even be Advaita. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be, (laughs) you know... And then Vita usurped or hijacked by self-centeredness. And so there'll be another way to have and lose and be better than and worse than and all this baloney. Yeah? You know, I've seen things like people who are very big teachers of it. Yeah? They get large and they get big. And so now they have a large amount of people. Now they seem to have to have retreats all the time. They have to have intensives. And they have to find someone to give the name to the intensive. So there'll be one like... Integrating awakeness in ordinary life. Give me a break. What the hell is that? So everyone who thinks they're awake is going to go there because they want to learn how to integrate in this ordinary life. <laughs> that to me is totally insane. And it's rampant in California, isn't it? All of that stuff. Sure. See, my job is to become obsolete. My success rate is how few people keep coming back. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, my job is to become obsolete. Yes. Yeah, I'm just a mailman. I'm delivering a message. Yeah. I'm not there to nurture it and cultivate it and then, uh, you know, comb it. If the person whacks it, hey. He's a real nowhere man Sitting in his nowhere land Making all of an undoing than a doing. Can you explain this? Well, obviously, most of the people that come to see me are in that being the doer or doing modality. So there's like different ways to throw a wrench in that work. Yes? Yep. So to sort of at least open their eyes to the sense that maybe it's not that they haven't done the right thing or they're doing the wrong thing. It may be just the modality of do or doing. So... It's a way of disarming them, maybe, in a sense. So you'd say, you know, there's really nothing that's going to be done. Yeah. All It's going to be more of an undoing, which is your fake house of cards is going to show its true nature, which is it doesn't have any. Bambo. And so there's no need or any doing that's needed for that to uh, occur because it's always available at all times. I mean, in one nanosecond, your whole life story can be erased, yeah? Like that. I mean, how real could it have possibly ever been? I mean, literally. Stuff that you thought of and injected meaning to your head, all this like that. In one sudden break, it's gone. Like it never happened. What is that but an indication of its true nature? It didn't happen. This word convinced to believe with certainty, not saying there's someone who's the believer, but I like that word convinced because... I mean, how much more do you need to be convinced? I mean, a lot of times I know people that are on their third enlightenment. (laughs) Feel like they got enlightened once and then they went with another enlightenment and they're on their third one. How many more is it going to (laughs) take? You know what I mean? (laughs) It's insane. 
I don't know. I don't see it as anything. I see from it. That's all I can say. I wish I could turn around and describe it, but I can't. <laughs> Wherever I turn, it's looking. <laughs> Shit, I can't catch it. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Eh? The faster I move, I still always move. It's so quick. <laughs> so if you're in where, 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 the mind's going to supply a where and a what and a this and a that. It's going to make up a world. You have that urge to find something. Yeah. became clear to you once you stopped the search. Many have said that, but that's a problem for some, like when they hear that, because then they think they have to stop searching. Exactly. Yeah. You want to continue with the question, but that's an important thing for me. Yeah, no, I, that's, I was just going to, is entertaining the thought that it isn't you, still a search of some sort? The entertaining, once again, for a search, there would have to be a doer, yes? Yeah. To be searching. True. This is an entertaining, like I said, it's almost as if the best way I can view it is, like most people are looking, yes? There's a conditional way of looking, and some of that looking is subject-object. So everything is determined by subject-object. So I'm this looker, and I'm the seeker, and so now I need to search. So I'm trying to find something with that looking. I want to find, let's say, a new and improved way of looking, yeah? So let's say they're like a pair of glasses. There's an old guy in recovery that wrote a book called A New Pair of Glasses. I used to like it. I still like it. I haven't seen it in a long time. Though. So the, let's say alcoholism or extreme self-centeredness is a way of looking. And so that creates an unbearability, but your seeking relief from that is determined by the modality itself. So all you can do is find another way of looking where you'll be the doer again. Yes? Yeah. With the hopes that it will relieve the other effects but with that same definition of you still being the doer but maybe you won't be doing what you used to do and so there'll be less effects or consequences so it seems to be like an improvement in degrees yeah? but when there's the idea of a searcher or a seeker they're all forms of one way of looking yeah to me the dilemma is the way of looking not that you haven't sought the right way or found the right thing, it's the way of looking. It's how the looking is being held as I'm the looker, yes? yes? When that is entertained, let's say it's another pair of glasses, but this message is a pair of glasses that doesn't create a dependency, it actually, again, leads to its own obsoleteness where once the message sinks in, the glasses are taken off and seeing occurs. It always has been occurring, yeah? But it's been blocked by your looking, yes? You mean you're looking as in a person looking? 
Yes, that looking was blocking the natural seeing that was always going on. And so every time you compounded, let's say, the dilemma by finding a new way of looking, yeah, more and more glasses, more and more glasses, you could have degrees of difference. This way of looking is much better than that other way of looking, but there's no freedom in sense because the freedom is in the seeing, not in looking, yeah? They're totally different. The seeing is the freedom. So the freedom is freedom from looking, not that you didn't find the right thing or you can't seem to hold on to it or you lose it by not looking enough at it, but it's the looking itself is the dilemma. Yes, we've run into it. So the seeing is it. The act of looking is a reinforcement of the stabilization of being the looker. So whatever looking you find, there'll be different degrees of their value but the same dilemma is in place in a way because you're bonded to being the looker, yeah? Yeah. So all looking serves you when they fail. That's when looking can serve you. When they fail you, then hopefully that collapse seeing will be seen from. <laughs> Instead of being looked at or looked for, because when we're looking at it and looking for it, it's another way of looking. But when the looking at it and looking for it ceases, seeing is obvious, yeah? Yeah. And then you see, by the seeing, you see clearer about the lookings, all the different ways of looking. You don't have to go through 800 of them. You see the principle of all looking is flawed in a way because it actually prevents seeing. That's it for now from the Urban Guru Cafe. Maybe next week we'll go to the zoo. <laughs> we can interview some hippopotami. <laughs> About not hippopotami, <laughs> about non-duality. Is that really the plural of hippopotamus? Who cares? <laughs> Sounds good. Octopi, hippopotami. I don't think so. Meat pie. Anyway, what's what's all this about plural? You know, we're talking about non-duality. That's right. There's only there's the a, one. There's only it's one singular. hippopotamus. <laughs> all the rest are just reflections in the pond. And that hippopotamus is you, Gilbert. When did you get enlightened, Ritty? <laughs> How many times have you been enlightened? I've been enlightened at least five <laughs> times now, Kilbert. <laughs> cool. The dollar went down and the president's sick. Who's in charge now? I don't know. Take your pick. A new disease every day and the old ones are coming back. Things are looking kind of gray like they're going to get black. It's been a, a hard day on the planet. How much is it all? Worth to you, it's getting harder to understand it. Things are tough all over on earth, it's true. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia. Do you want a cup of tea? Do you like strong? Um, yeah, strong is good. I'll make a proper pot.